a go, Dad. The perfect kiss. It was pretty delicious. It was as satisfying as a million Hallmark cards with all the right size envelopes. <sighs> it felt like a cluster bomb wiping out a graveyard full of zombies. <sighs> but then your father showed his true colors. Uh-oh. <clears throat> Will I see you again tomorrow? Absolutely. Or my name isn't... Uh, whatever I told you it was. Four-finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount. This week we are here to review episode FABF13. It is a flashback episode, one that was fine. It is called The Way We Weren't. I am Dando. <laughs> I am Guy. And uh, you never know what you're going to e- what you get with uh, Four Finger Discount. Some days uh, Dando and I will be on the same page entirely. Some days it's like loved it, hated it. Um, and you never can tell who's going to enjoy uh, what or not. I had quite a bit of fun with uh, the way we went. It's it's not a world beater by any stretch. They're hard to write, I think, the flashback ones. It's just sometimes you find, I have to stop it. But there are a couple of times when I was watching this going, like, for example, in this episode, Milhouse says, my first kiss. And I'm like, yeah, but you know back in season three when you had a whole episode about Milhouse getting a girlfriend? And he kept kissing her? <laughs> it's just little things like that. I'm like, oh, it's like, do the writers actually... Uh, uh, I'd, I'd be very interested to know. Do the writers just not remember, mm. not know, or do they remember and go, it's been 15 years, who fucking cares anymore? I think what, what would have been funny <laughs> and a little provocative if Milhouse had said, my first real kiss. Oh, that would, yeah, that would have in 2004. <laughs> oh, my. Particularly <laughs> yeah. between a, a preteen boy and a grown man. <laughs> yes. I, <laughs> I, as I said at the start, didn't dislike this episode. I just found myself not really laughing all that much, but I enjoyed it. It was still entertaining, which is all you can ask for, really. I would prefer a few more laughs, but it served its purpose, that's for sure. I'd say so, yeah. Look, as I said, not a world beater, but I, yeah, I, I liked it more than I was amused by it, if you know what I mean. It That's was just, it kind of where like I was nice- coming from, yeah. I didn't laugh at it that much, but I still enjoyed it. The only thing was, I put it, I, my, my, in brackets here, I wrote, not this shit again, when Marge said, <laughs> I never would have married you. I was like, no, I don't want one of these stories again. <laughs> the only thing that really sort of, not took me out of the moment with this story, because I liked what they were going for with the, the fact that Marge and Homer have actually been lifelong lovers without them mm. realising I like that that's cute I like that the only thing was I thought Marge went a little too heavy on it with Homer like even when he came clean she's like I still don't know if I can just forgive you and it's like he did nothing wrong he actually did nothing wrong I think they cover their bases in some way by saying it's tough to get rid of 30 years yep. of bad memories or what, or 30 years of a false impression yeah. or however, however, however they put it I think that makes a lot of sense for me it also it reassured me that it made more sense after watching it the second time, because the first time I watched it, I went, is it really something that was that traumatic that you had to hold on to it for 30 years? But then I rewatched it, and I'd completely missed the whole Patty and Selma rubbing it in at the end to really make yeah. her think that boys are just terrible, terrible people. You know what I mean? So I was like, oh. So her sister's rubbing it in at the end really sort of solidified to Marge, don't trust boys ever. And I was like, okay. So at least, they, as you said, they covered their bases in that aspect. Yeah, and she's of a mind that... Um yeah, this Elvis character has just, uh, yeah, been a complete love him and leave him kind of uh, yeah. scumbag. Yeah, so it, 
I get where they're coming from. Look, I think what I probably dug mostly about this, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the romance aspect of it is fine and, and kind of sweet. I, I just realised that I'm, I'm a real sucker for summer camp stories. Yeah, it's, even just, when it's the just campers, fun, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, even when the campers aren't getting hacked to death by Jason. I was about to say, summer camp stories, it's like the perfect setup for both comedy and horror. It's weird. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or or but- comedic horror. Indeed. So, and, and also a shout out to my young nephew. Well, young. He's in his twenties now. Patrick, mm-hmm. my si- my sister Edwina's son, who is currently over at Camp America, somewhere in the uh, the wilds of Pennsylvania, as a counselor. Is it wet yeah. and hot there? <laughs> I, I've got to get in touch with him actually, but uh, he, apparently he's having a very nice time. Oh, good for him, Patrick. Was it? Yes. Although he, he I think he was over in America for like. Three weeks and uh, got appendicitis. Ah, shit. Now, was he? Is he actually going there, or was he just taken there by his parents and then they just never came back? <laughs> it's a, good a good point, but also a, a bit of a cheap gag in that one. I mean, I'm not a cheap gag, but I'm I'm not a fan when they have to throw in little explanation bits. It's like we could probably we didn't need the little bridging bit. It's like about what did you tell this camp that I was underprivileged, so I go there. Yeah, yeah, told them, and yeah, it's like we got, we got the, we, we got it, <laughs> we got it. Just drive off and have the, have the rear bumper fall off. Yeah, that's, that's great. I think, that, yeah. So, um, and of course, there are times when it's like, yeah, so and so or whatever that works. It's almost like at times they now because they never used to do it all that often, but now they are trying to explain the joke thoroughly to the viewers, saying just in case you didn't understand what we we're going for here, here's the punchline in more detail <laughs> they don't trust us yeah they don't think we're smart but yeah as you were saying yeah an, an enjoyable episode but how eerie was it i posted this in the facebook group we've got a roe versus wade gag in this this week of all weeks that's fucking eerie right how very timely yes indeed yeah. um i'll tell you what in my in my day job by the way this should be my day job folks should be the day job for dando and i <laughs> like it like it subscribe yeah. um, um, but during my day job i was editing a bunch of stories about the Roe versus Wade decision uh, yep. that uh, happened in the States over the weekend. We're not going to get too political about it, but, uh, yeah, in the words of Olivia Rodrigo and a lot of other artists out there, fuck the Supreme Court. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my favourite. What were your favourite moments from The Way We Weren't? I was very partial to the romance animation. It was good, wasn't it? It went for a... I felt like it went a little bit too long. I was in, I enjoyed the whole lot, but I was like, you really didn't have much of a story here. You spent like two minutes doing this montage. But they're doing that more and more often. When they get a chance to do something different, the animators, they're going for it. Remember we had the Catch Me If You Can, you thought it went a little bit too long? It's yes. like they just go, something different. Let's cling on to it and do as much <laughs> as we can because it would be fun to finally get away from Springfield and do something wacky like this. Absolutely. And my, yeah. I, the, the animations I did for both characters was very in character as well. I mean, I thought initially it was going to be just, it was going to be the same for Homer and, well, for Marge and Homer. Mm. But Marge's was very unicorns and rainbows and, dare we say, traditionally girly. <laughs> but then Homer's was quintessentially Homer because it was all junk, all junk I, food. I love the Kool-Aid. <laughs> A question for you, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> is Kool-Aid Man the jug or he's the is he the drink inside the jug? Mm, it's kind of like one of those the chicken before the egg questions. It is a bit. I think Kool Aid Man. I think that the, the I think the Kool Aid itself is part of him. He's one. It's one. Uh, without mm. the Kool Aid, he isn't Kool Aid Man. Without the jar, it's just Kool Aid. So that they need both. 
Maybe the jug is his body and Kool-Aid yeah. is his blood. That's Well, I was going to go with that and I was like, it's a bit gruesome, but yes, let's go with that. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's mansplaining on par with the Simpsons writers. I will say that's one of the Family Guy gags that stuck with me that I still find funny, bursting through the wall. Oh, yeah. And then just tiptoeing outside the wall. <laughs> All right, so that is uh, so. Yeah, that was your favorite moments, oh, was it? Uh, I, I liked Patty and or Selma's line about I know all about men except below the waist. Right, that was, that's reason. what I had as well, yeah. <laughs> based on a GI Joe I bought. Yeah, <laughs> I love that because they always play up the fact that they were lesbians, right? Not not um, not Selma. Selma's obviously um, straight because she's dated various men. Oh, she could change in the future, but uh, but Patty they've always played up as the um, as the the gay one. And I like that she's the one that bought the G.I. Joe doll. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, let's not forget, collar tug. <laughs> which, which part was that? Oh, Homer had one at the end. He did too, of course, yes. I actually didn't mind the, because it just took me back to the, are we there yet? Are we there? Can we go to Mount Splashmore with the, how about now? How about now? It was all right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mount Splashmore remains the apex of that joke. The best time it's ever been oh, done. Yeah, exactly. When, <laughs> when he's in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, as I was saying earlier, enjoy because I was going into it a little concerned that they're going to tamper with continuity to the extent where Marge and Homer didn't first meet at school, and that's not they didn't first meet there, obviously, but they had a reason. They just they they covered enough ground to make it believable that they didn't realize who they each other were. They didn't realize that they actually met when they were ten years old. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So like, I was I was just worried that they were going to go. Well, let's just throw the hole the way we was out the window and just make this story up. I just it, I just realised this, and it probably shows how dumb and unobservant I am. Yeah. But one of the reasons they wouldn't have recognised one another is because Marge had the different hair. Yeah, exactly. She, yeah. And Homer had the eye patch. Yep, and he never asked for her name. That's correct, and he gave his false name. Yeah. Oh! It all makes sense now. <laughs> Everyone listening to this is going, yeah. Why are we listening to these dickheads? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they should be listening to our podcast. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right, yeah. Next question. You there, eating the paste. All right, it is now time for some trivia. But before we do that, we have some shout-outs to read out. Those, of course, being our $20 patrons. Kicking off. Woo! Let's kick off this week with uh, steamed ham champion Dylan Haggett, followed by Jordan Moleman, Richie, Andrew Zer, Christopher Darby, Sally Kimberly, Kevin Dental Plan Flood, Hank Scorpio, Jonathan Rossi, Zach Pruitt, Timothy Burleson, Joel Yoland, Katie G, Daniel Kotnick, Shannon Hofer, Reese Roberts, Jenna Rice, George McMenemy, Adam Sanderson, Stephen Roberts, Sean Devey, Bella Winderbank, David Stewart, Groundskeeper Noah, Tom Pickering, Mark Boston Burgess, and Declan Phoenix. Thank you so much, guys. We to support us here at Four Finger Discount and hopefully make that dream of us turn this into a, an occupation a reality. We appreciate oh, all your support. And we just appreciate the fact that you guys continue to listen each and every week. You're all champions. Indeed. Respect on all of those names. Yes. And of course, yeah, we, if you want to support the show, you can do so by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash discount. But as I said, we just appreciate the fact that you are listening to the show. So my first question, Mr. Davis, for The Way We Weren't is, mm-hmm. Mills, Millhouse's kisses taste like what? Ringworm medicine. Correct. What does ringworm medicine taste like? Do you reckon that had to flavour that thing? Ringworm medication you actually rub on your body. I don't that's think what you I actually. Thought. Yeah. I think it's more a cream. So is he eating it? Mm, that's Who good knows? Point. Anyway, ringworm medicine. Oh, you're maybe Next. maybe there is a ringworm medicine as a pill that you can pop. Possibly. Yeah. But uh, what's your first yeah. question? My first question to you is: How many kids died at camp? Oh, I'm going to say was that twelve? Twelve. Twelve. Correct. Yes. My next question. 
What is the name of Marge's now discredited book? 101 Spanktonatives. Mm. I saw you reading your notes there, you cheater. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is one I wrote down. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is the name of the camp for underprivileged kids that uh, Homer has dropped off at? Oh, um, I have got that in my notes, but I won't look. Uh, oh, go ahead and camp, look. Come on. So, so, something camp, is it see a tree? Buy camp, a tree? see a tree. See a tree. Okay. My next one. I've got a few questions for this one. It must mean that I did enjoy it. Yeah. How many pieces of pie did young Homer eat, or young Elvis eat? I believe he ate 16. 16 is correct. Well done. <laughs> We're doing a lot of numbers this time around because mm. uh, the number of forks that the girls at the girls' camp had to learn how to use. It's not 30, is it? Is it it's thir- very close. Is it 33? It's 13, 13, 33. 33, yes. it is 33. <laughs> I'm just going to keep guessing the 30s until I get it right. <laughs> My next one is who also irons their hair? Not in this episode, but Marge says, oh, just like so-and-so does. Oh. Ah. Leslie someone. Uggams. Mm, Uggams. <laughs> Who is that? I looked it up and then just didn't really do pay too much attention. I believe she is a an African-American, or as Carl puts it, black, uh, entertainer from the 70, 60s and 70s. Okay. When you say entertainer, do you mean actor, actress? Uh, more a singer, I believe. Singer, singer okay. and dancer. Like a Liza uh, Minnelli kind of deal? Quite yeah, I'm I'm not a, a card carrying member of the Leslie Uggams fan club, although I have heard the name. Pretty sure singer dancer with sidelines into acting. A triple threat. I immediately just thought she created like the Ugg boot. <laughs> Do you know they're not they're not really a thing outside of Australia? Ugg boots. I thought they were big in the states for a while. Are they okay? But, but they would call them something different, I'd say. But yeah, well, no, they actually call they were the legitimate Ugg boots. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, and people, you know, we wear them as like slippers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were wearing them out and about. Like, oh, like they're stylish. Okay. I, I think there was a time when, like, the Kardashians and Paris Hilton and all that were like, wouldn't be seen dead without my Uggs. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that shit. You see someone at the supermarket with the Uggs is like, oh, times are tough. <laughs> Either times are tough or that it's very lazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm the second, man. I might wear my Uggs <laughs> to the supermarket, not all the time. But, you know, you know, if you've got your trackies on, it's like, well, yeah, I've gone... The, I've gone <laughs> I'm 50% Costanza. I might as well go 100% Costanza and wear tracky uh, dacks and Ugg boots. For those of you overseas, tracky dacks are just sweatpants. Yes. Tracky dacks. <laughs> yeah. Tune in to Four Finger Discount for all your Aussie slang needs. What's your next question? My next question to you is, what book is Cookie Kwan reading? It was um, Bet Your Accent. How to Lose Your Accent in 30 Years. Is that right? That is right. Yeah. So, I didn't really quite get what they were going for there because I swear she just sounded the same as what she does when she's older. So, I was like, did she not finish reading the did book? You, or what's, what's yeah, the- did that book not work? <laughs> but that, that's another thing with this, right? Was It's almost like, and I've read the review and I completely agree, it, this episode at times almost felt like Simpson Babies. Like, why Why does, when I do flashbacks of them being kids, do they have to all be characters that exist now in Springfield? You Good know, point. like you had little mini comic book guy, mini Wiggum and mini whatever. I kind of <laughs> liked that it was, I, I didn't get that it was comic book guy. Uh, what, when, when he asked for the 10 cc's? I've, I finally got it. Oh, when he spoke. That's the thing, the, the voices sounded like they did when they were adults. They needed, because the Marge yeah. character, the, uh, Julie made it a young Marge, but everyone else just sounded like they do when they're adults, like Cookie Kwan and Helen Lovejoy. It's just 
older yeah. voices. I was like, ah, oh. yeah. But at the fair camp, I was like, ah, oh, it's Clancy Wiggum. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I don't know what reckon these any other of these fatties. Is that, that Jeff Albertson? That, which is kind of a guy's real name, by the way. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right, I'll give you a couple more questions. Do you have any more okay. as well? Uh, no. Okay, <laughs> I'll give you the last couple. Marge okay. likes Parliament, but not what? She does like Funkadelic. No, she does not like Funkadelic. And my final question is, who is on the cover of Homer's memory box? Beretta. And what's on his shoulder? A parrot. Nope. Parakeet? Nope. Well, to me, it looked like a cockatoo. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know um, why. <laughs> maybe it was. I've, I've, Beretta was a, a, a TV detective from the uh, 1970s, played by Robert Blake, who allegedly killed his wife and got away with it. Oh, my. Yeah. The AJ before there was OJ. Pretty much. <laughs> so, all right, that is trivia for The Way We Weren't. We'll be right back, guys, after this short break with our in-depth review. Good news, everyone. Everyone's favourite podcast from the year 3000 has returned. Yes, it is Tales of Futurama. Each week, we'll be going back and revisiting every episode of the series, discussing the themes, gags, and all the Easter eggs you may not have seen the first time around. It's Tales of Futurama, available now exclusively at patreon.com slash discount. The original air date of The Way We Weren't was May 9th, 2004. It was written by J. Stuart Burns and directed by the one and only Mike B. Anderson. No chalk gag, which really disappoints me because there's very rarely a chalk gag anymore. The intro is just gone now. It's like they have The Simpsons and then straight to the couch gag these days. It is skip intro all the time. Yeah. I I, I put it down to, I guess, there was now more commercials and they had shorter time lengths. I'm not I don't know. Anyway, but the couch gag was where The Simpsons are sitting on the couch as normal. From off screen, someone hurls knives at them, at their heads, but only hits the sides. Homer tries to get a bowl of chips, but a knife also stops him from doing so. Ah. Yes. All right. So the episode kicks off with Ralph and Milhouse wrecking leaves, working for Bart. He's just, he's always been like that way, hasn't he? But he's just, he becomes friends with people he can push around. Very much. This is uh, also a bit of a riff on the classic Mark Twain story of Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer, I think, pulled a bit of a prank on uh, the neighborhood kids. He oh. was tart. He was tasked with painting a fence. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And, and he... I've never read Tom Sawyer, actually. Yeah. Nor have I. I haven't read a lot of Mark Twain, I think, and not for years. But I do recall that Tom Sawyer sort of conned the neighbourhood kids into painting the fence. And so he... uh, actually paying him to do it. Yes, okay, cool. Yeah. Sounds like my kind of guy. Savvy cat, that Tom yeah. Sawyer. Sherry and Terry arrive with their boy crazy cousin who thinks Bart is cute and he wouldn't <laughs> mind pushing that in the mud. So they go to play spin the... <laughs> <laughs> Go to the place, spin the bottle in the treehouse, hmm. and they pour out the beer outside the window. Milhouse pours it into Homer's mouth. I've just got here. It's just odd, right? So he, he goes to investigate. Homer drunk? Why? And he goes to investigate. He climbs up the treehouse, right? Mil- meanwhile, Milhouse has spun the bottle. And he lands on the cousin, goes in for a kiss. I hope you like ringworm. Uh, taste of ringworm medicine. But he ends up kissing Homer, right? And yes. then Homer, in a few moments, is confused where the beer's gone. And I'm like, but you just went up there to find out why you were drunk. And then you find an empty beer bottle. Maybe put two and two together. <laughs> oh, I was more confused by drunk off one beer. What a light Yeah, bit. that is true. Yeah, yeah, it should be drunk off one beer. Regardless, though, it goes up. My beer! You never had a chance to become my urine. <laughs> you little... My first kiss. Super weird. <laughs> It's a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's, very, it's very weird. 
But yeah, as I was saying earlier, it's not his first kiss and he'd be aware of this, but well, whatever, let's forget about that. Marge suggests <laughs> that they do family court. She got the idea from a now discredited book on raising children, 101 Spanktonatives. I've Indeed. never been spanked. I will probably, I know I won't, I will never spank my kids. What's your thoughts on spanking? Your children. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant monkeys. So yeah. like, I'm all for it. Uh, um, I was I, I was never spanked by uh, by the folks. Well, no, Bobby, with, no. When I was when I was little, he just made you stand three meters away and just booted a football at your head. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we call that kicking in danger. <laughs> no, no, that never happened either. But I, uh, the school that I went to, and I, this is back in the dark ages, folks. This is back in the nineteen seventies. Uh, had corporal punishment. You know, if you if you really misbehaved, you copped one. You That's copped crazy. That teachers hit yeah. you. I just yeah. cannot. I just can't fathom that. It's crazy. Yeah, copped a spanking on the butt. In uh, front of, did they do it in front of the class? No, no. I mean, so if you, you had to get a, a slap across the the fingers, you had to stay back, and they'd do it. Or how would they well, do that's, that? No, I mean, I didn't go to some Dickensian era Catholic school where nuns were sort of wrapping you on the knuckles with the ruler. My, my dad said they used to do it at the school he went to. He went to this oh. Norway West Primary School. Oh, maybe they did do it then. Well, at the school I went to, they didn't do that. But if you if you're going to get corporal punishment, we're going to cop a spanking, and it, you know, it wasn't pants down, bum up. That's the way we like to punish. Uh, it was, you know, you just bent over, you kept your shorts up, and got a. Whack on the bum, and that was it. With what? Usually, with, with what? Usually, a with a hand, or maybe with like a plastic ruler. That's it's just madness. I, I don't know how. So, just say right. For example, yeah. you went home that day, and you, you told Bobby, "I just got I got spanked by the teacher." Was it just a case of the mentality back then? Was oh well, you probably deserved it, or yes, you should have misbehaved. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, and I mean, I have no kids, and I'm not about to lay my hands on anyone else's kids. But I remember for a while being of the mind that. Very little kid. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not talking about a real belting or anything like that. I'd be talking about like a little swat on the butt if they were doing something, not even wrong, but something that might be possibly endangering them. Like, you know, they were about to stick a fork in that, um, you know, power socket or whatever. Little swat, just enough to, so they associate it with, better the wrong not do thing. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, I would never, you know. Uh, the five knuckle shuffle. No, that's a different thing entirely, Derek. <laughs> that's a different kind of spanking. Uh, no, but I would never really sort of belt a kid in the name of like, you did something wrong and now whack. As a punishment, yeah. No, More because- of a reminder. But see, I one time went to a friend's house, right? Oh, I think I was in grade five and it was a sleepover. I can't remember what, he- his name was Chris. I won't say his last name in case he is listening. But I can't remember what he did wrong, but it wasn't even that bad. And his dad took him screaming into his parents' bedroom. And I just heard this almighty like, smack. And I was like, what the hell happened in there? And he's screaming. And he comes out. His dad broke a wooden spoon over his ass. What the what? I never forgot that. I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> That's insane. Now, as I, was, as I was saying before, I'm not an advocate for capital punishment or corporal punishment or anything like that. But... Yeah, based on the time that I grew up and my recollections of it, it's like, yeah, I can understand as kind of a deterrent or something like that. But, I mean, I knew people and know people who, when they were growing up, they had a real kind of, okay, you've done something wrong, wait till your father gets home. And it's a real kind of process of like, you know, come into, you know, this room and talk about what you did and 
okay, well, you did this wrong and you know why and all this kind of stuff. And then, okay, quick bend over, whack. Yeah. And that's that. And that's, it's, it was part of a whole process. There was nothing sort of arbitrary or random about it. Could you ever plead your case? <laughs> like, was it family court? <laughs> I imagine, yeah. I mean, it was a bit like, to the best of my understanding, it was a bit like this family court. I mean, okay. you, <laughs> the person doing the whacking was usually the judge, jury, and whacker. Yeah. But, um, but, and most of the time, you deserved it. It's kind of like when someone, an adult, complains about getting a speeding fine. I'm like, well, did you speed? Yeah. What the fuck? What are you whinging about? You don't speed yeah. then. <laughs> yeah. I, I think there, I, yeah. I think there are better ways to uh, punish someone. Yep. Or adjust someone's behaviour if they're behaving badly, uh, but I don't think it gets. I don't think it gets the or deserves the entirely the bad rap that it gets. <laughs> this has been parenting tips for a man with no children uh, and a very middle ages viewpoint. <laughs> so we're at family court, and Bart justifies it. You know what? What are you? What are you having to go at me for? Even you would have stolen beer and kissed a girl when you were a kid. And Marge thinks, no, 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 because I was his first kiss in high school. And turns out, he was like, well, actually, you weren't. I'm thinking, so in the last whatever many years you've been married or together, you, this has never once come up? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I like that the dog and the cat are the jury. They're both shocked. I, I thought that was hilarious yeah, as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Homer comes clean, as I said, you know, when I was 10, either in the 50s or the 60s or maybe the 70s, because mm. just playing with the timeline of The Simpsons now. It would be hard as a writer to continue writing for characters who, you know, were the same age in the early 90s as what they're supposed to be in 2004. It's like, how do you evolve that? There are times when I've been thinking about this. It's like, because, okay, well, we're 33 seasons in now, right? In real time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and say 20-something episodes per season. It's usually so 22, on. yeah. The okay, first one so was 13, but since then me, it's 22 let me do the maths. So Let's round it down a bit and say 30 by 20. Yep. So that is. I wrote six hundred plus episodes. Yeah, I think I think okay. it's almost. I think it's seven hundred now. Yeah. The best way to work around this and to give yourself a bit of a loophole, and I'm mm. talking about yourself as a viewer. I'm talking about the people in the creative staff. View each episode as one day. <laughs> yeah. Only two years apart. It's a very eventful place, Springfield. Something's <laughs> always happening. But what? What? If, what if more than? What if? What if an episode transpires over the course of six months? Like how do you treat? Oh, so, so when you say treat it as one day, it's meant to be they've aged. So like they're yes, they've aged one day, despite the fact that the show in the actual timeline of the show they've aged a year or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you wanted to sort of talk about okay, this episode actually spans a few months or whatever, or oh, they go years in the future. Like yeah, but the bulk of that episode it only takes place over one. Day. Yeah, you okay. could, yeah. <laughs> it's like Looper. You I mean it's like. It's like the new Lightyear film. <laughs> Let's not talk about time travel. Yeah, it's like Lightyear. <laughs> yeah. We're now at Camp Sea Tree for underprivileged boys. This is where he meets Lenny and Carl. See, I, I got a little zing out of that. Oh, I mean, I know it's probably not how things happen, but... We've never seen them meet before. We've seen them as kids, as friends, but never seen them meet. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's it. I, I, I like summer camp stories. I like flashback stories like this. Like, oh, when they were young. And I thought this was very, very cute. And then, of course, Mo shows up. Yeah, Mo's a junior counsellor whose parents dropped him off two years ago and just never came back. I, I thought that was fitting for the character of Mo. Yes. Because <laughs> he's just he's very angry at the world and he has a very reason to be. Yeah. Now, uh, a quick question, Dando. Who, yeah. else is that, who else is at Camp Sea Tree? I was confused by this as well. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they took him to the... T- they're like... Took him over in a boat to the the girls to be the workers to the girls camp. And I'm like, 
was it just these guys? Like we don't see, we we actually don't see anybody else. That's it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the case. But anyway, uh, they we get a little montage there. Well, I say montage, about a minute or so, not even that. Or the boys having some fun, playing with the canoes, and Homer nearly drowns. Got the airport runway, which is apparently a take on something that actually happened. The the kids on the airport runway where a plane nearly crashed or something mm. like it ran out of petrol or something, ran out of fuel. Gosh, I don't know about that one. I mean, uh, uh, there we go. The cultural references. Uh, I remember seeing footage of people on runways and I don't know if they were like oh, here, here it is here it's the the Gimli glider incident oh, G- Gimli glider incident of 1983 I'll read it out the synopsis of this not, the Air Canada flight 143 was a Canadian scheduled domestic passenger flight between Montreal and Edmonton that ran out of fuel on July 23, 1983, at an altitude of 41,000 feet, midway through the flight, the flight crew successfully glided the Boeing 767 uh, back to the ground. Hmm. And I guess there was people on the runway when it happened. I don't know. <laughs> I just remember seeing, and maybe this was jackass itself, but I thought there were like amateur jackass types who would, like, would sneak onto a runway and try to get blown away by the jet turbine. But don't you get, I thought you got sucked in. If you got, maybe if it's get too close. I think if you're behind. Oh, if you're, okay, yes. Because who was the golfer that got sucked in with his arm? I don't think he got sucked in. There was Jack, the late Jack Newton, Newton I believe, yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah, who, uh, yeah, terrible story. I think he was on, I think he might have been getting out of like a private jet. Yep. Or something on a really rainy night on the runway. And he just sort of, <laughs> terrible word, blundered. But he, he sort of walked into the propeller. Oh, shit. And... I think he lost an arm, lost an eye. An eye as well. Uh, Where are we? Yeah, yeah. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> I know. I, There's that's, no that, other way to describe that, but holy that's, shit. That's real nightmare fuel. It's like, oh. uh, I walked into a propeller. Yeah, yeah, he, just, yeah, getting sucked into like a blade of some kind. Ooh, horrific. I think the only thing scarier <laughs> would be like being face to face with a shark that you know is about to consume you. I, like, Do you think that would be, besides maybe burning to death, the worst way to go to seeing a shark coming towards you that you know is about to eat you alive? I like to think, and I'm very much deluding myself here, that I have a fighting chance with the shark. Oh, yeah, you're deluding yourself. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> um, I'm in the shark's element and, and it's a shark. <laughs> but, um, I like to think I could be like the Mick Fanning guy who's just like, yeah, give you a poke in the eye and you'll piss off. Yeah. Don't, just or, don't, follow, don't follow Quint. No. I remember, I'll never forget when I was younger and Jaws was on TV. And dad's like, yeah, you can watch Jaws, whatever, I don't give a fuck. And I would have been like six or seven, right? <laughs> and I remember mum wasn't home. I remember mum getting home from work just as like the Quint scene was happening. And mum walks in going, why is Brendan watching this? And he goes, oh, it's not that bad. Meanwhile, Quint's getting eaten by this shark. <laughs> and I'm just like looking at mum like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it probably explains my I'm thirst a, for blood. I'm just, I'm just imagining your mum walking in like Kyle's mum. What, what, what? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly what it was like. Like, what is happening well, here? Well, that's the same age that I saw it at the drive-in, about six. six. Yeah, and it's pretty. Bi- it's pretty intense, man. It's very gnarly. Yeah. But the, I mean, I don't remember Quint so much. Maybe I'd fallen asleep by that stage, or just traumatize myself into not looking at him. The, the Quint but part's pretty nuts. The Quint part is nuts. But the bit I remember the most and that really gave me the wigs was um, when Richard Dreyfus is swimming. Look, the head. A, that sunken boat, yeah, and the eye, mm. the missing eye with like, and it's got little tendrils coming yeah. out or something. It's like, oh man! <laughs> <laughs> I think the shot that scared me the most in Jaws was the one with the instructor. When you see the bird's eye view, 
and this the oh, shark yeah. side on and it's going towards him. I'm like, mm. oh no, that's fucking enormous. <laughs> <laughs> just, just the, the, I have a fear of water. Just that just scares me. But anyway, getting back to Lenny and Carl getting meeting yes. Homer for the first time. <laughs> I don't know how we got to that. How do we get to that? How do we get to Jaws? Uh, that's a very good question. Oh, the montage of the oh the airport runway. Then somehow oh, that became Jack Newton. Yeah. Then somehow became Jaws. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how we got there. But the boys get taken. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Propeller, what would be worst way to oh, die? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there we go. Okay. We finally got back there. But I like the, um, again, another popular song, Summertime. They, they're getting the, um, I wouldn't mind a Simpsons uh, soundtrack by this point. Some classics getting belted out these days. They really are. And I don't think there's a more, it's clearly, this is clearly the 70s, by the way. But yeah, yeah. Because I, I don't think there is a more 70s song than In the Summertime. Do, 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 do. It's, it's awesome, isn't it? It's, 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 it's impo- so 70s. It's impossible not to smile when that song comes mm. on. It's great. But the boys get taken, they think, to the girls' camp. They get taken past the girls' camp, and they are going to be the workers because the camp, see a tree needs money to pay the lawyers because the 12 kids recently died. Maybe that's why um, Homer, Lenny, and Carl are the only ones at camp. Maybe, maybe that's it. Yes, possibly. We're now in the kitchen. I thought Mo was a little bit too cruel to Homer here, slapping him and calling him an idiot. I was like, he didn't really do anything wrong. Anyway, yeah. I, I don't really like seeing Homer being, oh, sorry, Homer, um, Mo being this mean to these guys. I was like, didn't mm. really justify it. Anyway, so uh, Marge's retainer, the, the tray comes down, it's got a retainer on it, and you, over, you can only hear Marge at this point. You know it's Marge because we just know the voice is so iconic. And Homer, Homer's actually a stand-up guy as a 10-year-old in this. Mm. Yeah, he does, he's, he, he does a nice thing for Marge. He makes all the effort in the world. Like, you feel actually almost feel sorry for Homer by the end of this episode. Yeah. And he also has a great line. Ooh la la, a girl with teeth. Yeah, <laughs> me like. <laughs> oh, no, my retainer. I got it. Ooh la la, a girl with teeth, me like. Thank you. You sound so sweet. <laughs> That's because I've eaten 16 pieces of pie. <laughs> you know, doing dishes has been the best part of camp. Really? Why? Because I talked to you. Oh. I thought they nailed the innocence of young kid flirting here. Oh, yeah. I mean... And your youthful, <laughs> misguided impression that a girl will be impressed by how many pieces of pie you're able to yeah, eat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and she and she is, or she pretends to be. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what do you think of the line from Lenny here as Homer goes back to tell the story to Lenny and Carl? Well, first of all, <laughs> well, actually, no, we'll get to that in a minute, but Homer tells the story, tell us more about the flaps. I was like, I know. Ooh. Oh my. Yeah, a <laughs> little bit of a double entendre yeah. on the part of the Simpsons writers. The only thing is, though, I'm like, they were there. Well, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Maybe they were very busy doing their own possibly, kitchen, possibly. D- kitchen duties. Yes, possibly. Uh, she, but she said that she wanted to meet him, so Lenny says, you better take protection. And he takes a switchblade. <laughs> Easy gag here, obvious gag, but it works. It did, and, and I'd forgotten about the whole eye patch thing prior mm. to that. So I was like, eh, that's a bit cheap. And it's like, no, it's actually not bad storytelling because it sets up that he needs an eye patch and he and because he has an eye patch, she doesn't recognize him. Ah, it's a payoff. Nice son. <laughs> Mo says, Don't worry, mate, chick dig eye patches, they dig or scars, everything everything but zits. I guess it's Roe versus Wade. And it's my right to choose. A funny gag, reg- regardless of the timing. Yeah. Yeah. It's Roe mm, looks like it's Roe versus Wade, and it's my right to choose. 
Yes. That's good. That works. Captain McAllister arrives. He says he's a, the sailing instructor. He does the movie projector. Oh. And anyway, and this is where Marge uh, realizes that she was the girl that Homer went to see. And she, her heart's broken. Even though Lisa thinks it's romantic. He says, no, Homer broke her heart. I never would have married you if I had known that. And I was like, ah, that's a bit come of a stretch, on. but yeah. come on. Anyway, and we got a really weak end to this act. There are like, plenty of reasons not to be married got, to Homer. That's what I've got here. I'm like, all the shit you've forgiven him for this season. But that's the thing. That's the thing. He set you <laughs> up for a crime. Yeah. You went to prison for him three episodes ago. <laughs> this is what sparks it. Come on. Anyway, but then Homer races off to take a recess. And I was like, that's a bit silly. We come back and Bart says that, you know, Homer, you're lame. Because Bart's kissed three girls. And Homer's like, oh my God, I'm so lame. And Marge is annoyed. Um, she says, you're not going to be kissing anybody for a while. I didn't mind Homer's response here. <laughs> what does he say? Something along the lines of, oh, really? I can still kiss you though, right? <laughs> Marge explains that she was at Camp Landerman and where you learn to talk, walk, and hold your liquor like a lady. And Marge is doing really well. A couple of good things just before yeah. that, though. I did like uh, Homer refer- once he realizes the whole setup. He goes, Well, yeah, Marge made that other girl look like a Godzilla made of garbage. Thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and I did like Marge's lead into the whole, to her story, where she's talking about. It's a very boring thing she's talking about. They said, and now that I've captured your interest, let me continue. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, Marge, uh, what was the weird walk they were doing? Is that meant to be something? I didn't, no, I didn't get no, that. No, no. I think it's just as they used to do in etiquette at all Portman classes, keep your, keep your legs closed, girls. Okay. <laughs> so to, you've, you've got to keep them closed to the point where you can't Don't be afraid walk. to use your nails, boys. <laughs> I liked that, uh, you know, I'd be proud for you to be my husband's mistress. And uh, what do you think the next line, though, was just, what the hell's going on here? The shoot goes, and then my tendons snapped. They had it all the way in Shelbyville. No, and I was like, sh- what? What? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't get what, 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 the, what was the point of that? Anyway, so she's, um, she's, they're learning to use all 33 forks. And Helen Lovejoy takes the wrong fork, so she gets stabbed in the hand. Nicola once stabbed me in the hand with a fork because I tried to pinch a chip off her plate. That's justified. Yeah, exactly. She went for it. I didn't think she'd actually do it. She goes, you do it. (laughs) Bang. I'll allow it. (laughs) It was something on the lines of steal my food, fill my fork or something. And I was like, yeah, whatever, bitch. (laughs) And then we're going to take a chip. Bam. (laughs) Your fork in the hand. (laughs) Like a skin breaking one or just a like little jab? Uh, No, it looked kind of like spider bites. Like it was enough. It didn't didn't, like stab me, but it was just like, holy shit, she went there. How early in the relationship was this? Probably two years. Oh, okay. I yeah, think she actually. I think she did it in England, so it would have been yeah, about a year, <laughs> about two years. Yeah. Different different rules apply in England. Yeah. <laughs> don't use the word wanker. <laughs> and don't call your girlfriend a wanker in front of her family. Well, indeed, and also, um, don't yeah, don't watch the nanny and talk about ah, she was out on her fanny. Yeah. What? What? She what? I remember as a kid being so confused by that. I'm like, why are they allowed to say this? Am I am I allowed to sing this? What? What? Why is Nanny Fran out on her vagina? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Anyway, I'll go with it. But they, as Marge, she's put her knife and fork together. She's denied herself dessert. She's doing doing very well at this etiquette camp, Mm. young Marge. She puts the dirty tray, but unfortunately she's left her retainer on there as well. But Homer being the gentleman that he is, or Elvis, I should say, he sends it back. I thank you, but I don't even know your name. I bet it's something low rent, like Billy Bob. Or Homer. Big Ugly Homer. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure it's a much nicer name than Homer. 
Uh, uh, think. Who may think? What did you say? I'm Elvis. Elvis Jagger. Elvis Jagger Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> but then it cuts to... She says, I told my friends I have a date, and they're getting her ready for the date. And I'm like, they were literally standing right next to her the whole time. I guess. Yeah. Mm. Well, was, I don't know. Let's, let's just matter. keep moving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lovejoy then says, maybe you should iron your hair, but unfortunately Marge burns it, which is why she goes full brunette for the night. Then Cookie Kwan disses her for worrying about having straight hair. Yeah. That's a thing I've noticed with Nicola, because Nicola's got curly hair. And she's always like, ah, oh, you know, sometimes she straightens it. But then she's got friends who have straight hair. So, yeah, and they're jealous of Nicola's curls. It's like, if you've got straight hair, you're jealous of the curls. If you've got curly hair, you're jealous of being of the girls who have straight hair. It's weird. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, and if you're bald like me, you're jealous of Dando with his full head of hair. Except Dando's not jealous of me with my beautiful bald head. I don't know. I'm, I'm getting a parent receding hair now, man. It's, it's going. Like, you lift, up the hair, you lift up the hair there and it's, it's disappearing. It's going fast. <gasps> oh, well... <laughs> You're going to look even more handsome. More distinguished, yeah. Just need that Correct. silver streak. But Homer arrives, and Marge is like, oh, he's got an eye patch. I've never seen a boy so mysterious. <laughs> and she thinks his name is Elvis. And he's like, Elvis, who are they? Oh, that's right, Elvis. And Bart's like, we've heard this story twice. What are we going to hear it from the camp for the sea captain now? And then he's just randomly in the living room. Whatever, that's not really much there. Homer then wants to kiss her, but he doesn't know what to do. But then he thinks of the greatest move ever, <laughs> the old yawn and reach. <laughs> I've never done the yawn never, and reach. Never used it, no. Because it's just... If I ever tried to use it, I would use it in a sense that she knows what I'm going for. It's meant to be funny. Yeah, you're sort of like... We know what... Yeah. yeah. She's like, <laughs> but just I think, hurry yeah, up then. <laughs> I, I think growing up, it was like... Even I knew at a, at a young age when I <laughs> first wanted to start kissing girls, like, I'm pretty sure we all watched the same episode of Happy Days. I remember Nicola, because we didn't kiss till like our third date, I think, right? And she's like, I remember thinking, does he even like me? He's not going to give me like a kiss goodnight or whatever. And I remember it was, because she was staying at her friend's place at the time when I first met her. And I was about to leave. And she like grabbed me, pulled me back. And she was like, gave me a look as if to say, you better fucking kiss me. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just went for it. And then it was just, uh, what, what's Tell the we- song um, that was playing during the montage here when they first kiss? Uh, happy oh, so happy together, so ha- so happy together, and then we've been happy together ever since after that kiss. But Marge just goes in for the kiss because she thinks she's boring him because he does the yawn. She talks about music. She kisses him. They pash. They get it on. Well, they get it on, but they smooch. Have a good old time. <laughs> but the vision here is very cool, isn't it? The, the, with the so happy together playing in the background. I like the animation very much, as previously mentioned during favorite moments. Mm. And Marge says to Lisa, it was as satisfying as a million Hallmark cards with the right-sized envelopes. And to Bart, it was a cluster bomb wiping out a graveyard full of zombies. Both those things appeal to me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my, my OCD side is like, oh, thank God, cards that fit the envelopes. Yeah. But also <laughs> zombies. Yeah. Who doesn't love zombies? <laughs> people people get eaten by zombies. That's so. Young Marge asks um, young Homer, well, will you be back tomorrow? He says, absolutely, or my name isn't whatever I said it was. They agreed to meet at Second Date Rock, but unfortunately he doesn't come. And it was years before she could trust the boy again. And Lisa all of a sudden turns on him and how could you? And Milhouse walks in, he's the guy who kisses you and leaves you. And I was like, this is just getting really weird. Leave Milhouse out of this. <laughs> I thought that was a decent payoff. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I don't mind, but it's just still weird. Yeah, true. But the initial kiss, I'm like, eh. Yeah. But then the, then the payoff, I was like, eh. Not too bad. Not too shabby. <laughs> not too shabby. <laughs> Bart says, oh, guys are dogs. And Lisa says, that's not what dogs do. And Bart says, ha-ha, you said dog do. I'm like, oh, this is... Moving let's on. Not forget, let's not forget these are children. Yeah, they are children. They are 10 years old. They are the same... Well, he's the same age as what Homer was at this point. Homer gives 
the old young Homer should say, gives Marge his nerd smasher rock, which I thought was quite cute because that would have meant a lot to him, his nerd smasher rock, particularly when she points out it looks like a hut. Oh, no, I want it back now. I'm like, this is exactly <laughs> what a 10-year-old would do. <laughs> I want it back now. But, you know, he lets her have it, lets her keep it. And then he, as he's leaving, he falls down the cliff, which was very reminiscent of when he falls down the cliff in Bart the Daredevil. That is correct. <laughs> yeah. He ends up washed up on shore at Fat Camp, and, the only, and no one ever leaves Fat Camp because the only way to get out is up a gentle slope. Do you think Fat Camps still exist? I imagine they, they have been rebranded as wellness camps. Possibly. I, I don't think you'd have to be sent to a camp now. I, I think personal training is such a thing now. You could just get a personal trainer. Like, also, body positivity. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing wrong with being fat and having man bosoms. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I remember looking in the mirror once and being like, they're boobies. You need, to, you need to do something about yourself, Brendan. This is not good. <laughs> but it comes a point in your life where you just don't care anymore. Like, you, sh- you should care about your health, but you look at yourself and it's like, I'm with someone now. I'm comfortable. I'm yeah. happy. Why do I give a fuck what anyone else thinks about what I look like? Do you ever get to that point? Are you at that point yet? Uh, look, I still have a bit or of Or do you look in the mirror and cry? Not that you should, but... Well, don't know about crying. More like... <laughs> might need to... Might have a little bit of home renovation on the house that carries my consciousness. Yes, yeah, so as you're uh, Uber eating, Uber eating a uh, an apple pie, <laughs> that's true. Although I, I recently made a small pledge to myself. It's like no macas to your birthday. How good is it when you're within like two months of your birthday when you can actually commit to something like that? It's like it's far this enough. Is, it's, yeah. it's it's not so far, but it's far enough where eight weeks is enough to actually make a change. Yeah, I had an, I had enough shirts in my closet that were sitting a little too snugly. And yeah, I'm I don't like, like that. When, when it's a bit tight under the arms, you're like, oh, I need yeah. to do something or here. Or a little tight around the chest or around yeah. the belly, and I'm like... And the man boobs. I can't be buying new shirts all the time. No. I, I'm not- <laughs> and I can't be wearing the same loosely fitting items that, you know, will we'll keep yeah. fitting. Yeah, just, just do a little bit of renovation, and you'll have a... You'll basically have a whole new fucking wardrobe. I remember... Um, exactly, yeah, exactly. I remember... It would have been about three weeks ago. I said, right, no deep fried food till Elliot's birthday. And Elliot's birthday is the 13th of July. I'm like, it's like five, six weeks. It's fine. I can do this. No no chips, no deep fried food. food. Mm. can have pizza, but no deep fried stuff. Okay. And then my parents come over like two days later with like fish and chips. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Just let them go cold? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. A but- very good rationalization. I, I, I mean, I gave myself a huge... <laughs> it's a very small loophole or whatever. Yeah. So it's a, no knackers. There's always a loophole in a diet and they're, they're the greatest loopholes of all time. It's it's, it's, yeah. it's a way we can justify anything. It's just like, I, I love it. <laughs> and even then it's like, okay, well, maybe I'll expand that loophole a little bit. It's like, okay, no knackers or KFC. From tomorrow <laughs> onwards. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, But it's tough, man, because every once in a while it's like, oh, it's a miserable last night. And uh, I mean, I've got that... I've got that very nice lentil soup that I made. It's actually very tasty and all that kind of... I could have that right now, but I'll tell you what. Just a... Ten tenders for ten dollars. Sounds pretty delicious. Just a... Just a <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. I, I've forgotten the name of our, our patron friend hmm? who who is very vegan. Well, I don't say very vegan, just vegan. It's like... Oh. oh, is it George? It's George. Is it George McManamy? No, not George McManamy. George Holt, I believe. Okay. Always join us on Zoom calls. Yes. Well, this one may have been a lady because oh, it must be someone else. In okay. Uh, <laughs> here's me when Dando and Guy are going on about Mecca's and KFC, and it's kind of a mm, face. 
<laughs> it's like you are, you're you're more than justified. Here we are talking about devouring chickens and cattle and you know fucking up the rainforest and all this kind of stuff. When are you going to get back to the Simpsons? <laughs> Stop talking about your junk food and your bellies. <laughs> And the answer is never. We'll never stop talking about that shit. <laughs> but yeah, so Homer's arrived at, at a fat camp and he's not going to get out. They're doing push-ups and everyone's eating grass. William eats some poison oak. Homer's then put on the shake machine and this is why he wasn't able to make it to the date because he gets left on the shake. Sh- whatever those machines are called, but they just shake your, shake yeah. your, your man buns around. And um, you know he's, he says, the only date you've got is a date with a skinless chicken breast. And I'm like, sounds delicious. Hook me up. I'd love a skinless chicken breast. I hate chicken skin. You've got to cook it just right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd never cook a uh, cook skin chicken. It's just chicken it's all, skin on it. Always chicken breast, yeah, skinless. But the next day, Marge calls the camp, the, the boys' camp, and Mo answers, and this is where we get the origin of the prank calls, apparently. Hello? I'd like to speak to Elvis Jagger Abdul-Jabbar. Hey, don't you try and prank me with a fake name. I will whip out your intestines and use them to make a lanyard. Hello? Hello? Oh! And that's the origin of that. I must admit, again, it's almost it's like it's like the um, the earlier joke about uh, Abe Grandpa Simpson pulling up to Camp See a Tree or what? Uh, yeah, expl- explaining it too much because it's like, oh, it's Mo's first pranking. I thought that was kind of funny, and then it's like, and that's the origin of that. It's like oh, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't mind the way they phrase it. I think, and that's the origin of that. <laughs> it's mm. like. Okay, I'll I'll let that one slide. Marge is upset that you know she kissed a boy who didn't even tell her his real name, and Patty and Summer then rub it in. <laughs> that boy I kissed wouldn't even tell me his real name. Typical. All boys want the same thing: to kiss until they're hot and heavy, then vamos. Trust us, we know everything about boys except what they look like below the waist. I have some theories based on a GI Joe I bought. I love the term downstairs for your your your, your, your parts pieces <laughs> your parts um, pieces. <laughs> it's like yeah, what's what what's going on downstairs? Yeah, what's going on downstairs? Can I have a look downstairs? <laughs> Cookie Quan then asks if she's leaving because of the boy, and I know they're only ten. I've got here they're only mm. ten, but anyway, I just like the you're also pregnant. <laughs> so I just love how rumors just spiral out of control in primary school. Mm. It's great. Everything reminds Marge of Homer. The only issue I had with this was. It looks like Homer, but the because she's looking at her luggage or whatever, all her clothes wrapped up mm-hmm. in her suitcase, and it looks like Homer. But it looks like Homer when he's a grown-up, bald with the five o'clock shadow. Oh, because I, I, like, I, I just <laughs> I must have had the, has the eye patch, but he's got yeah. no hair and he's got the five o'clock shadow. I'm like, that's grown-up Homer. Okay, because I must have been looking away from it because I looked back just at the very yeah like microsecond they seen, and basically also was the eye patch. Yeah, no, I'm like, I that's thought, that's oh, okay. that's not young Homer at all. That's hairless five o'clock mm. shadow. Maybe that's what you call foreshadowing. Oh, there you go. Five o'clock foreshadowing. <laughs> or maybe it's just a coincidence. <laughs> or a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a very good chance that they fucked up. <laughs> We're at fat camp still. And as comic book guy says, man was not meant to sit up. And he needs 10 cc's. I like the little banter between the um the other guy. I, can't remember, I, think, I think his name is Gary or Bill. Or, I think it was Bill, actually. So, I need 10 cc's. By that, I mean cupcakes. I know, Bill. I've been here longer than you. <laughs> See another another version of that, and they sort of sell. I mean, it's like I actually no. I mean, not, you probably wouldn't have got that it meant cupcakes. No, no, you wouldn't have. I thought he meant CC's the potato chip. <laughs> Homer escapes on Sammy's scale repair a van, 
and uh, Marge's mum at the same time picks her up in the car and she throws that uh, heart rock out the window. It cracks when it hits the ground and Patty and Selma are there and they start beginning smoking. And I'm like, aren't they? Like, I suppose they'd be like 50. What are they doing there? What, wouldn't they be too old for it? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It's not that important. They, Homer arrives and they tell Homer that she, Marge never wants to see him again. And Homer's like, but what we have was special. And Patty gives him a big old smooch on the lips. Was that special? I like the reaction of just crying. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was not special. He then finds the half of the rock and he's like, oh no, I've broken her heart. Good metaphor there. And Marge is, uh, Marge half-hearted forgives him because we're back in, the, the, in real time now. He's like, you've got to forgive me now, right? Right? She's like, yeah, I guess so. Bart and Lisa know something's up. Well, Lisa doesn't. She takes Bart away. Then we get the what about now moment that I was mentioning earlier where Homer's just constantly asking Marge, you forgive me now? What about now? I mean, I'm thinking, I understand you've been holding on to this for 30 years, but have you not moved on slightly from this? It can't be that yeah. painful, surely. Yeah. In the face of this new evidence, surely you must have, you know, reconsidered. Uh, surely, surely you should be somewhat relieved, shouldn't you, that you weren't actually stood up. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually the love of your life this entire time. But anyway, he uh, Homer apologises and he brings up all the bad things he's done in the past. As Marge says here, a girl only has one first love, and I guess that one didn't. I guess that didn't mean much to you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Of course it did. He just explained to you that. It, Have he, you not he tried, heard this story? Do you not listening? <laughs> he just explained to you. He tried to get back to you. Uh, she she doesn't believe that Homer's been thinking about her all these years, or he was thinking about her all those years. And oh, I liked actually the fact that he said uh, it was, that girl was all I could think about until I met you. And I was mm. like, that's actually really sweet. He pulls out his um his memory box, which he hasn't opened in 30 years. He's got a letter from his pen pal, Osama. Like, oh, <laughs> there we go, 2004. And he pulls out the rock and his IBM stock, ing, <laughs> which was nice as well. Ah, uh, here's what I'm looking for. Oh, homie, you did care. I sure did. I kept it right next to my IBM stock, ing. I kept my heart, too. But somehow you realized that was a good guy after all? No, as a reminder of the hurtful things men can do. <laughs> but now it can have a second meaning. Oh, Elvis. Oh, anonymous girl who turned out to be Marge. <laughs> they smooch. Get it on. And the rock comes apart, but then in the midst of their smooching, it goes back together yeah, again. Yeah, so it's all cute and nice. Yeah, it's adorable. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice. She says, ooh, Elvis, and ooh, anonymous girl who turned out to be Marge. And I was like, well, that's a sweet ending. It's, um, yes. Yeah, they didn't fuck up continuity to me with this. I thought there was enough there where it's all believable that they still thought they would meet. They were meeting for the first time in high school. It was a very, it's actually, after reviewing it, a very nice story. It was indeed, yes. Look. As we as we said at the outset, not necessarily a laugh a minute or even every three or four minutes, but left you with a nice warm feeling. Oh, wait a minute. That's me. I pissed my pants. <laughs> I guess now I should probably not be expecting laughs every episode. I just want them to make me feel something, like, but not, particularly not hatred. Hopefully not hatred <laughs> yeah. or anger. Anything Furious but, anger. <laughs> anything but contempt. Yeah, would be, yeah. Just, it would just, be a just, win. Just give me something to go, oh, yeah, that's all right. That's not too bad. It's <laughs> all right. Yeah. What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from the episode, Mr. Davis? Uh, if I want to appear mysterious and alluring to the ladies, eye patch. Eye patch, yes. I learned that. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. No, I've just remembered one of my favourite bits from Flight of the Concords. Did you ever watch that show? I've I, I've seen their song clips. I've never watched an episode yeah. of the show, yeah. There's one that's all about David Bowie, the late great David Bowie. And, um, you know, the Concords band is trying to, you know, get inroads into the into the music scene. And one of the members in particular has sort of having a bit of a self-confidence thing. And he keeps being visited in his dreams by David Bowie and the various incarnations of David Bowie. And it's uh, Jermaine Clement doing, yeah, Bowie, yeah. And doing a great the, Bowie voice, by the, the voice way. The voice of, um, yeah, well, that's why they got him to sing, um, well, Tamatoa hasn't always been this glam, the song from Moana. Ah. Yeah, uh, Shiny, it's called. <laughs> Fucking great song. Yeah. It was actually it was written for Bowie to sing it, and then he passed away, so they got him to sing it instead. Well, he's fantastic because he, yeah. um, he said to him, can I give you a piece of advice, Brett? Where... Wear an eye patch, man. Wear the eye patch, Brett. Wear the funky, funky eye patch. It's like, <laughs> holy shit, that's a great bow. And he really looks like it as well. It, it literally just- sounds like Bowie singing the song as well. Like, he's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And he keeps rocking up in these various. <laughs> Brett, it's David Bowie from the Ashes to Ashes film clip. <laughs> and he's in the clown outfit. <laughs> oh, by the way, oh, I'm sorry to go off on these tangents, but this is the. I saw the funniest thing the other day. <laughs> let's rename this. Uh, uh, let's not call it Four Finger Discount anymore. Let's call it Funny Things I Saw the Other Day. <laughs> but uh, there was an interview with Bowie from the time he was making the Ashes to Ashes film clip. Yeah, yeah. And he was in the clown outfit. And um, some guy, some old guy, they were on the beach. And some old guy sort of walked into frame. He was like having his daily stroll on the beach. And Bowie's like, well, I'll get out of the way while they reset, while, you know, and let this old fella enjoy his stroll. And the director said, sir, do you know who this who this is? And the old guy said, oh, he's just some cunt in a clown suit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Bowie, to his credit, says, I never forgot that because, yes, I'm just some cunt in a clown suit. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, rest in peace, Bowie. We I miss you. driving home from work and it said on the radio that David Bowie had just passed away. It affected me. Like, that one mm. hurt, man. I, I think that and Robin Williams are the two celebrity deaths that have hurt me the most. I'm trying to think about the ones that hurt me the most. Um, and it, this is funny because nev- I'm not a huge Sopranos guy. I've never even seen all the show. But when James Gandolfini died, I was like, fuck. And a few others like that. I think... Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman, I was a bit like yeah. that. And Alan Rickman as well. Cause I, I was, was going to say, I bet you Alan Rickman rocked you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because yeah, like. What about Prince? That was just so surprising more than I. That's how I felt more shocked than sad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. sad, of course, but it's like, but wait, how can Prince die when he's not human? Yeah. Exactly. He's <laughs> just supposed to live on forever. How can God kill a God? Was he real? <laughs> was he even real? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> From this day forward, your names will be. It is the new name championship, the Guy Davis new name championship for the way we weren't. The current leaderboard stands at this. We had a bit of controversy. I had a message this week from Luke McKay. He done it again. So apparently he got he was on 14 points one week, got one point, and we didn't give him the extra point. So that means the current leaderboard now stands at this. In third position, Jordan Seville and D.L. Gorman both on 13. In second position, we have a tie between Luke McKay and Philip J. Hawkins, both on 15 points. 
And one point ahead of them all is Nora Coker. She's clinging onto that lead just as any, hold on. there's only two episodes left. Can she hold on? We shall find out. Who have we got this week, Mr. Davis? Nora, just so you know, and everyone else on the on the leaderboard and uh, all the wild cards out there, you know we're doing this blind. I don't have a grudge or a bias against anybody else. I'm all about the name. It's funny. I feel like you must have subconsciously been selecting Nora because ever since we've done the blind one, you haven't selected her once. Really? It's crazy. You were I'm, like, pr- I'm pretty sure that, you know, we... Maybe once, but it was like, Nora, 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 Nora. And then as soon as we changed, it was like, no. Nah. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure if that's the case. Yeah. I, I, I get the feeling that... Um, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I was picking Nora blind there for a while. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, let's, let's find see it. what happens. Let's, let's find out around. what happens after this one, yes. That's true. Now, in previous episodes, previously mm. on Four Finger Discount... We've been doing a lot of honourable mentions. We've been doubling up points and all that kind of business. Not this time. Ain't got time for that shit. Ain't got, nobody got time for that. <laughs> because, so it's just one person's getting one point, one person's getting two points, and one person's getting three points. Yes. Who will they be? Let's find out mm-hmm. now. Okay. One point goes to Domancing the Stone. Domancing the Stone was given to us by one Heath Appleby. Well done, Heath. Ooh, let's go to Applebee's. That is Heath's first, yeah, Heath's first appearance on the leaderboard. So, mm. Heath, you are now in the wildcard draw. Well done, my good man. No, Who got the two points? Heath. Two points go to Kisterious Girl. Ooh, Mark Boston Burgess gave us that one. Oh, I think Mark Boston Burgess might be a bit of a Peter Andre fan. <laughs> oh, who is it? Do you know Mysteri- Mysterious? Is it Mysterious Girl? Yeah, because yes. he says Mysterious, but it's Myster- Mysterious Girl. Was my favourite song when I was a kid. Well, I loved it. It was my favourite song. Oh, 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 mysterious girl, I want to be close to you. What a song. All right, three points. What have we got? Three points go to The Kissing Link. The Kissing Link. Are we the weakest link? What a shit show. Goodbye. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Kissing Link was given to us by <gasps> Luke McKay. Oh, my He's God. done it again. He has taken the throne. He is now in... Is now in first position. So, oh, what? Luke McKay, you are now on 18 points in first position of the Guy Davis New Name Championship. Nora, you finally lost your title. You're now in second position. There's still a couple episodes to get some points. You're on 16, and Philip J. Hawkins is outright third now on 15 points. Well done to Luke McKay. He's climbed up that leaderboard very quickly. Oh, uh, Luke. Luke. <laughs> nice work. <laughs> All right, so that is the Guy Davis New Own Championship. Remember, guys, if you want to be a part of it, just going to be a patron, patreon.com slash four-finger discount. But for now, it is time for some mailbag. Jamail! Jamail is here! Ooh. Okay, Mr. Davis, the first question comes through from George McMenemy. What was your childhood alter ego that you used and in what situations? I always went by Sid on arcade machines when I got onto the high score table. Ah. That's a really, it's a good question. Alter um, ego. Um, well, when it comes to video games like that, I mean, my initials are RGD, so I always did RGD uh, on the on the rare occasions when I got near the high score. Uh, that was usually when you were like the first person in the arcade. It's like they've rebooted the game. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I, I'm top of the leaderboard with 1,200 points on Space Invaders. Um, and everything else says Um I don't think I had I, an alter ego when I was I a kid. I didn't really have an alter ego as such. Or maybe I did, but that's a that's between me and my therapist. Mm. Uh, but I, I do remember that I wasn't 
a big fan of the name Guy. I was like, and my folks always said that. But well, your name isn't Guy. Well, my full name is Robert Guy, but I always yeah. went by Guy. Yeah. Oh, so um, you've always been called. So even when you were a kid, oh, yeah. you were called Guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I can just uh, imagine you going like Bobby saying, "Hey, Robbie, come over here." I just thought, for some reason I thought you'd be a Robbie. If I'd gone by that, yeah, I'd, I wouldn't have been a Bob. I probably would have been a Robbie. Yeah. And I, I could probably handle that. And look, I'm, I'm very happy to be a guy now. I mean, it took me a little while to sort of get into that groove. Uh, mm. But I, my folks were saying, oh, one of your alternate names was Nick. And I'm like, oh, man, Nick really? Davis? He's the Sydney player that put us out of the 2005 final series. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, maybe not that great. But uh, I just thought, oh, Nick Davis, he sounds like a cool cat. He sounds like... <laughs> A Matthew McConaughey, Australian version of Matthew McConaughey. All right. Have you seen, have you seen Nick Davis in the latest rom-com? I can, I can picture that. <laughs> you with your long flocks. When I saw that picture you put up recently when you were young. You were like oh. 10, I reckon, maybe? I think I was about 9 or 10 there, yeah, with the, uh, the very late 70s hair in the very faded photo. It looks like, <laughs> is that the ghost of Guy Davis? <laughs> <laughs> but you always have a look on your face when you're younger like, yeah, baby, I know it. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I was... I. <sighs> There is a selection of photographs of me. I, do, I did like a little um, modelling shoot. Not modelling, but it was like, we need some nice photos of Guy. You have some You have some ripper fucking sideburns. Oh, yeah, it's not even sideburns. It's just, yeah, it's just, just it's 70s look, hair. It sits there, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's shocking. Um, but there's this, yeah, sort of photo shoot of me in, in my best gear or, or my best casual gear. And I'm actually like, I know you can't see, but I'm pulling the face where I've got, or I'm pulling the pose where I've got my chin on my hand like that. Yep. Like I'm, like I've got my fist under my chin. Like I'm, this is very casual and natural. And <laughs> I, I clearly am just. <laughs> Do you know the movie Clifford? Have you ever heard of that one with Martin Short? That's not the Red Dog one. No, no. 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 Okay, no, no. It, it's Martin Short and the late great Charles Grodin, and Martin Short is actually playing like an eleven-year-old boy. Oh. And they sort of they Lord of the Rings it so he's he's very small yep. and everything around him is big and he's just like the word he's, he's like problem child. Um, and there's just this great bit in it that everyone linked to when Charles Grodin died. Charles Grodin just is so frustrated with him because he's come to stay with him and he's just fucking up his life. It's like just look at me like a human boy. You can't Ch- do it, can you? <laughs> Ch- Charles Grodin is the best. <laughs> he really is. And Martin Short's just sort of pulling these like he's trying to smile and trying to like but he's just looking like he's drugged or you know dim or something and that's what i look like in these photos like i'm trying to smile but it's just like eh. <laughs> <laughs> and there's still luckily mum and dad had them in a place in the house where they the, the sun was hitting and so they're basically faded now so you can't really see them anymore <laughs> and i'm like thank god let's just get these off the planet <laughs> speaking of tonight isn't it the debut of only murders in the building it's back baby oh yeah what a I'm, show I'm sorry, I think I might have blown out the skin. <laughs> you looked, well, when I said that, people, guys' eyes lit up. <laughs> I know. I was like, I thought it was on Wednesday night, but it's tonight and it's two episodes. Is it, is it, it is tonight? It is. It's on, I believe it's on Disney Plus as we speak. I'm just looking up here. Season. Oh, no, it says 28th of June. That's today. No, it says 20th. Oh, is that 28th? It is 28th. Yes, it is today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is there two episodes up? There's two episodes. Oh, don't you love it when they debut for the first two episodes? Mm, 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 That's good debuting. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, 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 Let's double up. (laughs) You can say anything after that and it's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so let's wrap this shit up. Um, All all, all due respect to people who sent us questions, but...
Mm, mm, that's good wrapping up. Okay. <laughs> right, okay. Mm, mm, that's good conclusion. Uh, <laughs> what's your favourite prequel? That's a question. That oh. comes from uh, Glenn Gomes. Is, isn't Temple of Doom Indiana Jones a prequel? It is, actually. Yeah, it's my favourite Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom. I, I, I hate to be a corrector. I'm wondering if he pronounces it Gomez. Gomez. I apologise, Glenn Gomez. Yes, if that, if, that is, if that is the case. Or Glenn if that is in, your real name. <laughs> Glenn might get in touch and go, the fuck is God talking about? <laughs> <laughs> if, it, if it ended with a Z, I would say Gomez, but it ends with an S. That's why Well, I'm that's like, the thing, but I mean... Uh, yeah, it, it's, it has the Z, the Z sound. Yeah, yeah. Being around uh, the lovely Louise's uh, teenage daughter, Audrey, I think she might be partial to a singer named Sean Mendes. Ah, yeah, he's got the S, yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, so I think... yeah, when it's Glenn got Gomez. S- I'm going to say he's Gomez from now on. Just Gomez. Oh, Gomez. Hmm. Um, private prequel, that's a really... You can't really call Batman Begins a prequel, can you? Because it's, it's the uh, start of a whole new saga. Yeah, um, it is and it isn't, but yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. Let's Google best prequels and see what comes up. I do like uh, your Temple of Doom answer, though. That is good. Yeah, that was, my, that was always my favourite. I think it was because it was the only one I owned on videotape when I was a kid. Because mm. you know, back, I think it was like 94, when you bought a Happy Meal or a Big Mac meal or something, they gave you the, the tape of Indiana Jones. Oh, wow. And that's how I had that tape. I remember I fucking watched the shit out of it. <laughs> um, Godfather 2 is technically a prequel, I guess. It is. It's 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 yeah. It's a great uh, structure that one because it's yeah. It got prequel and sequel in one simultaneously. Yeah. So you could say Godfather two. You gonna say Godfather two? I will say Godfather two. One last question. One last question. Kenneth A. Rice, did you ever go to a camp where you stayed for a week or longer at a time? I was always the chicken shit kid that wanted to go home after like one night. I never stayed <laughs> at school camp. I was just. It's because I went the bed. I was scared I was going to wet the bed in front of my friends. So I never stayed at school camp very. And I look back now and go, ah, oh, I missed out on a lot of memories. But hey, fucking so be it. Whatever. What about you? You went. You got sent well, to boarding school, didn't you? That was well, a long I had, camp. I had that year at boarding school. <laughs> but you had in, fucking uh, dick slapping you in the face. Apparently, that is true. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> you know what's great? I cut out that story for the end of the season cel- uh, celebration. Oh. Oh, so now gosh. people are going to go dick slapping on faces. What? So stay tuned for the S- end of stick season. Around. End of season, best of cutouts. (laughs) So stick around or even dick around. Yeah, exactly Uh, right. Yeah, but I I was at um, uh, boarding school for a year when I was uh, 14 slash 15. Up in the... Just past Mansfield in the the mountains around that area. A school called Tibbertop. And yeah, we did our share of outdoorsy activities. There was a lot of camping, a lot of weekend hiking, a bit of skiing, all that kind of business. And it culminated at the end of the year with what they called the six-day hike, where you were out in the quote-unquote wilderness. It's not that wild, but it's mm. still, you know, you're away from the creature comforts for a good long yes. six days. It feels like you're in a different world, yeah. Yeah, um, and <laughs> despite the dick slapping, despite the turkey slapping, uh, look, fan- uh, a fantastic time. And I mean... It did instill in me a bit of like, I, I kind of like the whole idea of camping, but then I actually camp and it's like, uh, no, I like four walls and a roof and creature comforts and shit. The lovely Lou what and is, I What went is this to, damper? I'm not eating damper. Damper? <laughs> <laughs> no, give me something that's dry. I don't want damper. Yeah. No, no. The lovely Louise and I went camping with friends uh, last year to the Murray. It was great. We had a really good time, but we were there like, Two, maybe three days, and by the third day, Lou and I were like, let's get out of here. <laughs> I mean, 
It's like it's going to be nice to be home, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, don't you love it when you, you're hoping they're going to give you the answer that you want, and they give it to you, and you're like, yes, we're out of here. <laughs> yeah. Lou, go and give it to you, and she did. Yeah. All right, so that is the mailbag for the way we went. Hope you enjoyed our review. The next episode is an episode that's very, very controversial. Some call it the worst episode in the history of The Simpsons. I beg to differ. It's called Bart Mangled Banner, and it's very much on par with Kill the Alligator and Run. Remember we reviewed that episode and it was where yes. they see Kid Rock and it was just a, a bunch of crazy shit that, and it never shies away from being crazy? Yeah. I think in hindsight, were we mean about it? I think we were like, it's no, not we that both bad. No, we both went, why is everyone angry at this episode? This episode's yeah. funny. Or it's, it's just fun. Yeah, I watched this episode last night and I enjoyed it. So, Well, yeah. I'll watch yeah. it soon and maybe I will too. It's, it's a completely fucking out of this world ridiculous episode, but it never tries to be anything but that, which is what I appreciate. And nice. uh, yeah, so Bart Mangle Banner is the next episode of Four Finger Discount. This has been The Way We Weren't. Don't forget, if you do enjoy everything we do here, you can support the show by becoming a Four Finger Discount patron, patreon.com slash Four Finger Discount. But we just appreciate you listening to the show each and every week. But for mm-hmm, now, Mr. Davis. That's good patronage. And. Mr. Davis, any final words for those incredible listeners out there? Yeah, I I hate this podcast, but I love the health plan. Shh.